So this was the best episode of the season so far, and you'll have to stay a little bit towards the end to hear my opinion on why I think that. But also this episode had a lot of interesting cameos, and we got a little bit of insight into some exciting things regarding the tease of the reunion from Shannon Bedore on her appearance on Watch It Happens Live after the episode. So all of that and more in this 13th episode of season 16 of Real Housewives of Orange County Recap and React. If you are here live, make sure to say hello in the live chat and share your thoughts as we go. For those of you listening or watching on the replay, make sure to say hello as well in whatever comment section is available to you. For those of you who are new, my name is Nick Zangle. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. And let's just jump right in. So we started this episode with a quick catch up with the cast where Noella was setting up the scene later of her going to Jen's brain scan party, which is going to be later in this episode, while walking the dogs with her mom and saying it'll be interesting to see Jen again, considering most of their interactions so far have been Jen, according to Noella, saying how much money she makes and how she's the breadwinner and how her husband is broke and shirtless all the time. So we'll see if that ends up changing this episode, but then we get to Jen who is planning the party, pointing out her stainless couch to her party planners, and then Shannon is filming her real for real ship station commercial, which I'm sure if you're watching anything related to the show or you've been watching TV as of late, you've probably seen these commercials airing, which is very cool to see. So we are now with Terry and Heather who are scouting out their basement where they are hosting the rap party for their e-show seven year stitch. And we get that accompanying, accompanying that with flashbacks to other business ventures that Terry and Heather have shown on the show over the years, which has led them to what their current thing together is, which is producing TV shows. Everyone is now arriving including the couple, a couple from the infamous cringe dinner from a few weeks ago with Jen and Ryan. And we also see her friend Tawny and her man arriving as well. But we then get a famous couple arrival of Daisy Fuentes and Richard Marks. More on them in a moment. But Gina and Travis now arrive to Gina in her head, comparing Heather's basement to basements she knew growing up in Long Island. Of course, she's saying they're not the same at all. But then they are catching up about Jen and Ryan because they are about to arrive together. Even though Gina is filling in Heather on the separation plan for Jen and Ryan, much to Heather's surprise and inquiry on if this is a plan to get back together or is this a formal separation that's going to end their marriage. So them arriving together was very interesting. But Jen and Ryan then arrive and we then have Gina asking Jen if her ex and his girlfriend can come to the brain scan party because Gina thinks it may be something to do on her daughter who has had some developmental challenges over the years, which we've actually seen Gina point out on the show and share with all of us. But now Jen and Gina are joined by Heather and they're talking about their interactions with Shannon when they were in New York and they FaceTimed in the cooking party Shannon was hosting where they pointed out how Shannon seemed to only want to talk about how much fun each other were having and compare each other's experience and try to one-up each other instead of inquiring on how Heather's trip is going and her live podcast recording went. Now, quick reaction before we continue with this party. I think this whole thing shows where Shannon is at with her friendships with Heather. And a lot of times it is all about Heather. So I don't know why she needs even more of that from Shannon. 
but I guess it's just her in- interpretation of if Shannon cares about her and wants to make amends after their rough start to the season. I don't know, but let's continue and we'll get to more of Heather right now. <laughs> so Terry and Heather are explaining the premise of their new show to the group at the party, which if you want to look it up, you can look up more about what it is, but it leads to a story of a song Heather heard on the radio back in the day that gave her hope she would find the love of her life, which was a song by, you guessed it, Richard Marks, who happens to be there, and they hand him a guitar to sing the song Right Here Waiting, which he still sounded really great, but I could have done without the sing-along from everyone at the party of one of the greatest love songs of all time with the artist there in person in an intimate setting singing the song. But we get Gina bringing Heather back down to earth in this scene saying she only knew Richard Marks because of her dad, basically implying that Heather was old. I kind of second that I didn't learn about Richard Marks in this song until I was like with the parent and they were on the listening on the radio to hits from yesteryear if you will or on like a playlist or whatever but it's not a bad thing i think it was a good thing i'm glad i've been introduced to that that song anyways then we get to jen and gina who are continuing talking about jen's struggle with ryan where jen says this is kind of a cycle for them of of growing close and then fighting and then needing a little bit of a break and then coming back together but they actually came back together quicker this time after a date night recently went better than they had anticipated. So it looks like things are on the mend for them. But Travis and Ryan are talking and it appears Ryan is avoiding the camera as you see here by turning his back toward the bar. And Gina thinks as she's talking to Jen on the side that Jen must be a secret freak leak is what she calls her after she said that Ryan is a little weird, a little different, not a bad thing. But I think she was kind of implying that there must be something keeping them together that doesn't really meet the eye. I don't know what she meant by that. Maybe at the reunion, we'll get a little more clarity on what she meant by that. But Heather then comes and joins them again. And they're kind of deciding if Jen should still invite Noella to the brain scan party after the incident at Shannon's party where Noella made that comment under her breath and left Jen pretty mad as she was leaving that party to go home to try to fix her marriage. But Jen then ends the scene by saying, In her confessional, she doesn't want Noella to ruin this huge opportunity to share this new thing at her practice to a whole bunch of influential people in the area. Now, let's react to this entire scene here. So first, the show Terry and Heather are promoting apparently isn't doing so well, according to Kelly Dodd and her comments about it on her channel, which we'll get to Kelly and her channel a little bit later. But for whatever reason, this scene didn't bother me as much from a product placement standpoint as other scenes because one it wasn't all about the product and it was kind of a good tie-in to the past scenes of the debros time on the show before but also tied into the gen marriage storyline directly rather than telling us one thing to our face like the couple's dinner before with heather and, and inviting jen and ryan while in my opinion heather having an underlying agenda of the show that now she's directly saying is is on this show Uh, and she didn't actually mention that show until the after show of that episode but anyways maybe the product placement isn't bothering me as much because I've come to expect it from the Debros now which I don't know if it's a good or bad thing maybe it means that their plan is working to shove all these products in our face so we talk about them 
or I've just lost the battle. I've never even had a chance to win in the first place because I have no control over what's shown on the show or what Heather and Terry talk about on the show. But anyways, a few more thoughts on the scene. So one, it reminded me of a Real Housewives of Beverly Hills party. I don't know if it was because there was famous people and it was about a TV show and Heather just reminds me of a Beverly Hills type because she's an actress and a lot of actresses are on Beverly Hills. I don't know. But side note, I will be returning with recaps and reacts, not only continuing this season of Orange County, but season 12 of Beverly Hills, which is rumored to be starting anytime now, probably in April or May. I'll be doing recaps and reacts for that as well. But I wanted to say I also appreciate Jen in her confessional explicitly saying and being clear directly that this party that she's coming, that that's coming up that she's hosting is crucial to the success of her practice, implying that she knows she's going to make money off this, even though it comes from a place of, of love and caring for her patients and the story that we'll hear about later, the connection. But at least she's not treating us viewers like we are stupid and don't realize that there are multiple motives, not just some like virtuous thing going on here. So I appreciated that about Jen. But anyways, let's keep going to Noella, who is now with her mom at dinner and they're catching up over what's going on. Noella is sharing how she is not eating as much nowadays because she's a ball of stress and it doesn't help that she keeps getting emails about her divorce every two seconds. It keeps reminding her what's going on. And she said she hopes that the next scheduled mediation with her and James will help them end this so they can all move on. Now, Noella is then speaking about potential dating in therapy and how she has never been with another black man because it kind of reminds her of her dad, who she confirms on the show, as we talked about on this channel in the episode one recap many, many weeks ago, I guess more than 14 weeks ago, because there was a few weeks off in between that he was a the weatherman from NBC for Los Angeles many years ago named Christopher Nance. She said it also didn't help her growing up in predominantly white school, so she never really was around other black men to even have an option to date. Now, she explains when she was born, she lived with her sister and her mom until a DNA test confirmed she was her father's daughter because, according to Noella, he thought her being born got in the way of her, uh, would get in the way of his career. So now they're comparing how Noella growing up as a black sheep of her family and of the area she was in turned into her being the black sheep of her family by not wanting to be a career woman and by choosing to be a mom and a housewife unlike both of her parents. Now, I believe in real life since filming that scene because they talked about how her mom who was still in touch with her dad somehow or, or something like that. And I saw an Instagram post recently, at least at probably after they filmed, that her father had actually passed away in real life very recently from sickle cell anemia, which according to her Instagram post about this, he was allegedly the oldest living man with a disease in the United States. So I wonder if that will come up by the reunion, if she'll mention him a little bit. We'll, we'll have to see. But we are now with Emily and Shane, where Shane is now being sworn in to the California bar at the Superior Court. And we learned Emily and Shane were actually both licensed licensed attorneys in the state of Utah, but once they moved to California, Emily passed the bar, but Shane didn't pass until very recently. Now, we then get a brief history of why Emily became a lawyer, not only because she was argumentative growing up and her mom kind of planted that seed in her that maybe this would be a good career path for you, but her mom didn't ever want her 
having to rely on another man and clearly like she said that worked out and Shane knows that but after a great moment with Shane and his mom being very proud of him and then posing for photos with the judge we see Emily go meet with a man who was wrongfully convicted and imprisoned and Emily is now using this as a way to show how or to to share with us how she's getting involved with the Innocence Project now that Shane has passed the bar and she has more time with her kids who are now all, on, all in school. Now this seems to be the beginning of her new chapter in her life of giving back now that she can and then the man shares his story of being a 17 year old and, and some of the people around him being in their 15 being denied counsel while they were being interrogated by the police just because someone else mentioned their name related in some way to a crime and he said he, he actually got a letter when he was in jail from the center of wrongful convictions basically saying you're, you're going to be released and so i wanted to say this scene is that emily giving back now that shane can work i think is great and i, I immediately thought of kim kardashian <laughs> i don't know if that was a bit of a stretch to think but it just was a a parallel between people using their platform that they have and being secure and stable in their life to now give back. I thought that was really great to see. And personally, as someone who is getting my license in a professional field in California, I think it is cool to see that in Emily's case with the law, she's able to to find ways to help using her skill set and also has me thinking about this down the line of looking for something very similar in my field to be able to give back once I'm more stable and have a little more time to, to do that. But to me, this is the, the way it all makes sense is have you and your needs and your family's needs met and then be able to, to spend more time giving back. And I know some people might be surprised considering what I've shared on this channel that, that I might not be someone who thinks that way, but I just believe take care of your own first, then work your way out from there. Some people believe in taking the community first and then working on yourself. I guess it's just a difference difference of uh, a philosophy and an opinion but even if you believe in the system that it works and that it's a good system and the best in the world it's still important to strive to make it more perfect so let's keep going to now before we get to jen's brain scan party we see gina at the orthodontist with her ex and their kids and they're reminiscing about their tumultuous tumultuous past that we've seen play out on the show and they're just happy now that they're in a place to be in the same room without police intervention while joking about their kids pictures at the orthodontist looking like younger versions of them in their mug shots now it looks like matt is taking responsibility without blaming gina and gina is said giving her impact victim impact statement allowed her to let go and move on and knowing that matt isn't blaming her allows her to kind of breathe a little bit but I think it is great to see them come out of the other side of everything we've seen them go through being getting along and, and being well for their family but one weird thing that i heard was on the after show that was posted on bravo's youtube channel gina said she actually looks at even as weird as it sounds matt as like her brother so let me know what you thought think of that <laughs> but uh, let's keep going now to the last scene which is with jen who is now getting ready to host her brain party where as she's getting ready she's having a conversation on the phone with noella basically saying don't ruin this for me and noella's saying oh of course jen love i wouldn't i wouldn't do that at your own home where we can be big girls and after they hang up jen is like taking the, the we're big girls comment is kind of 
what is that supposed to mean? Am I supposed to take that well or good or bad? Or are you implying that I'm immature or something? But I think it's just them still butting heads at this point. But I don't think Noella meant anything by that. But Emily is one of the first to arrive to the party. And as she's arriving, Jen is kind of showing an example of the brain scan results on the screen. But then we get to see Emily actually use the interesting looking contraption to do the brain scan on her head. Later in the episode, Terry does the same thing. So if you saw the thumbnail of this video or episode, wherever you're tuning in, you probably saw Terry in that. But then we get to see Gina arrive with her ex and his girlfriend, where Gina is basically sharing the reason she wanted them to be at this party is so they can see the information firsthand. And it's not just her <laughs> trying to retell them this information as someone who maybe doesn't know all the terms and whatnot. And then this is their chance to kind of all be on the same page and maybe come up with a plan for their kid to try it later. But after they arrive, speaking of Gina, the OG Gina, Gina Keo, then arrives and appears to know Jen through a close mutual friend of theirs, which we learned after Heather arrived asking Jen how she knew Gina Keo because she hadn't seen Gina Keo, Gina Keo in years and gives Jen a bucket of KFC chicken as a joke. As she arrives, apparently Jen likes chicken. We didn't know that. But we then have OG Gina saying hi to new age Gina, where Gina Keo, OG, uh, asks if Kelly Dodd is here or is that just someone that looks like her? But then Noella arrives and says the exact same thing about the same girl. And we learn it is actually Gina's ex-husband's new girlfriend that they're all seeing who looks like Kelly Dodd, who you see here. But then Emily gets her scan back to no surprise saying she is stressed and needs more sleep. Her husband Shane says, well, I could have told you that. But then Shannon arrives and says the exact same thing about Gina's ex-husband girlfriend that she looks like Kelly Dodd at first glance, which I'll get my whole, give my whole thoughts on Kelly Dodd in a moment, but let's finish um, recapping this party. But after Noella rehashes her conversation pre-party on the phone with Jen to Emily, Jen is then giving the presentation about the brain scan with examples ranging from aging brains to substance abuse to ex-NFL players, ADHD brains, migraines, severe brain injuries, all these things that can be allegedly helped by this new treatment. Some people were put to sleep by this presentation saying it could have been a little bit shorter, which after this, I think I heard Ryan say it was really good. It could have been a little bit shorter, but it doesn't really matter. It got the point in it and you're all good, kind of comforting her. So indicating that they're doing better. But uh, Jen then ends her presentation by getting emotional about sharing why this is so important to her because of her father's passing away after his bicycle accident from a global brain injury. And everyone is rightfully emotional hearing this. And basically Jen says she wishes this treatment had been available 15 years ago because maybe it could have helped him out. But she said, the foundation her and her father created as kind of their last thing to do together before he passed is now the vehicle to help more people with helping through this new technology. So that, that, that was really nice and really did come full circle, as she mentioned in the after show. But we end the episode with Heather recounting her trip with Gina to Shannon. Now that Shannon has finally asked her how she's doing, which I'm sure Heather finally appreciated. But this prompted Gina and Shannon to walk over to the side and start their conversation, which we got it to be continued. So we'll have to wait till next week to hear what happens. But basically we're going to see how jealous gate plays out from here. 
but let's react to this final scene of the episode and then we'll get into Shannon's Watch What Happens Live appearance reunion tease a little bit after that. But first, on the Kelly Dodd front, we were not made aware if the comparison to Kelly Dodd in this episode was a compliment or not. Maybe the looks comparison is more flattering to receive than the personality part of Kelly Dodd from this particular group, but it does show even though Kelly is not a cast member on the show anymore, she is very much on the current cast and former cast's conscience. I'll let you decide if that's a good or a bad thing in this case, but there hasn't been a Kelly and Rick recap yet posted on their YouTube channel, so I don't know what she will say exactly, but I can imagine she will say something to the effect of, all these girls are obsessed with me and they don't have any other storyline and they wish they looked like me and blah, 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 blah. But I'll link their channel and the episode when it drops if they even talk about it. But speaking of former cast, I think it is always wild to see original Housewives from the, the very early seasons, if not the first Housewife, Gina Keo, on the new episodes of the show because I can remember first watching the, the first seasons of the show when I was 10 years old. Yes, the show started on my 10th birthday, actually, 16 years ago in a few days. And back then, they would joke about having season 12 or season whatever when they're all becoming grandparents as a joke and acted as if it was a long shot that would happen. But here we are 16 years later and they're still, still on the air and there's spawn this whole huge franchise but who knew that we would still be here with a gina on the show but not that gina we would have gina kirk kirchenheider versus gina keo but i think also side note some things in those first episodes went over my head as a 10 year old which watching now and, and even recently makes a lot more sense of what they were actually saying it was one of those things where i was allowed to watch the show because this was filmed in our community but i wasn't filled in on what certain things meant it was just kind of watch it and don't don't explain it and kind of let it go over my head and it'll come up at some point later on but um overall i thought this episode was one of the best of the season so far because the chemistry between the cast seems to finally be setting in and clicking which is normal with any new cast and new cast member whether they have an existing friendship connection to the show or not you never know what's going to happen when everyone's together with a new dynamic put in there but this solidified also me liking jen on the show the most out of the, the newbies because i think she is showing so much of herself both past and present and her business is being highlighted in a natural way from what i see and overall, I thought this episode had a great uplifting, overcoming theme to it, which I thought was a breath of fresh air, considering the few past few seasons have been pretty heavy, and some of the storylines this season have been pretty heavy. So it was it was really nice to see that. But also, I peeped, like I mentioned before, Ryan being helpful and present at that party with Jen. So it does appear as long as the focus is not solely on him with the cameras and he's distracted in some way, he's okay with being there and supporting his wife, but we'll have to see what's going on. Final thought, I will save my thoughts on that end scene with Gina versus Shannon for next time once we get the full context of the conversation. My prediction is I think Shannon is threatened now that Gina is not weak and has found her voice, although Shannon on Watch It Happens Live thinks Emily may be deflecting her jealousy of 
Gina and Heather's friendship on Shannon, which is why she thinks Emily keeps bringing it up to Shannon. Speaking of Shannon's Watch What Happens Live appearance, she teased that the lawsuit between Nicole James and Terry that we saw in the early part of the season will be discussed at the reunion and it will be compared from what we saw last or last night from Watch What Happens Live between the incident back in the day when Shannon's email between David and her was shared by Heather with a, a bigger group of people and that kind of un unleashed the whole problem on the show and that's kind of the root of their issues. So I've been hoping that this would be brought up at the reunion <laughs> and I'm hoping that lives up to what they're saying as far as holding the Debros accountable and unlike the rumors from Kelly Dodd that the season had a few weeks off here and there because they were re-editing implying that the Debros were kind of in charge and, and, and pushing people around um, to favor Heather better. Hopefully that's not the case with the reunion. So let me know what you thought of this episode of Real Housewives of Orange County. Make sure to tune in every week as we recap and react as we head towards the reunion and now head into Real Housewives of Beverly Hills starting very soon. Wherever you are tuning in from, thank you so much for joining me and make sure to leave any of your thoughts anywhere and make sure to like, upvote, rate, subscribe, follow, do whatever you got to do to not miss another one and show some love for this episode. And with that said, I will talk to you in the next one. Bye-bye.